I met Josh through Aaron, actually, because those two had been friends since, what, high school? Younger? I mean... Middle school, I think. It, I think we originally met through, uh, through church. Well, I say, yeah, we knew each other at church, I mean, since kindergarten. Yes, for yes, sure. yes. Well, you, you went to school with me in kindergarten, mm-hmm. then left, like, the, I don't know, you just left. I left. Dumb. You packed your bags and went I on the journey. Yeah. Thought you were Bilbo Baggins. I thought he was. Spot <laughs> <laughs> the height. Uh- <laughs> well, welcome to another episode of User Words Podcast. Uh, there is a theme this month, and if you can catch it in the first like two episodes, you get brownie points, and those brownie points are exchangeable for, I don't know, uh, feel good emotions for yourself, yeah. so you can. Pat yourself on the back and say, I did good. I picked up on the theme this month. But yes, I am joined once again with Mr. Aaron Cross-Eyed Johnson over here. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> as well as Mr. Josh. What are you buying today, Brewer? <laughs> yeah, what are you shopping? Well, I may have to buy car insurance and I may have to um Mm-hmm. Buy something else. I mean, uh, maybe buy Aaron and House. I could what? probably buy Aaron House. <laughs> okay, uh, but I would slap on like you're, a twenty percent interest rate on it. I mean, you're paying if you buy me the house, you're paying for it. So that's oh, yeah. a part of buying me a house is you're paying for me to live there. Uh, Am I? What if I, I'm buying a house for you to rent from me, Aaron? No. Aaron? Then say that. What? I'm going to need you to do the shopping today. I need you to buy Josh a book on how to have humor. <laughs> Timing and pizzazz. And there is none of that. <laughs> nope. Anyways, uh, we are going to have a conversation today, a part two conversation. Uh, if you did not listen to last episode's part one conversation on culture and change, maybe go listen to that uh, first before jumping into here because this is literally part two continuation because otherwise the conversation would have continued on way too long. It was already um, over an hour by the time I edited stuff out and everything. And it was, we hadn't even touched the second part of everything. And I was like, oh, maybe we just say we show that for next month, which, hello, it's next month already. Congratulations. Did you know? Did a month seem to go by already for you, Johnson? Yeah, it was fast. Yeah. No. <laughs> Guess what? As, as you get older, it goes faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. faster, 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 faster. And then I'm going to be dead. Yeah. Before I know it, I'm going to be in the ground. Congratulations. I'm looking you, forward to it. You will be on a video of Nature's Metal. D- yeah. <laughs> Dude, hey, I would love that. <laughs> okay. So for a recap, uh, Johnson, Aaron, Mr. Um, what are you doing? Popping my wrist. Uh Mr. Poppin, Mr. Poppin Lock over here. He, he wanted to have a conversation about how do you respond to culture changing? And like I said, last month we talked about it in the context of just general, what do you do? But you also said you want to have that context in that conversation regarding the church as well. What do you do with culture changing around the church? Was there anything that you want to start us off with before we delved into that deeper See, I <clears throat> first I'm going to keep it simple at the start because 
I'm not ready to think much. <laughs> um, but like just a very simple and like fun in quotes, I guess. Example would be like instruments and music. Okay. Cause obviously for well, you can well I, you you were here before they started well no, no, you weren't. Never yeah. mind. Yes, I was. You wait. So you were at here at church before they had like full band kind of stuff, where it was just organ kind of stuff. Yeah, that I, wasn't. That. I I was part of bringing in. He was the Satanist that okay. brought in. I I, I was asked to help play bass with the organist, and we had um, guitar player as well. And that was kind of this church's first foray into booming away from just organ. My gosh. Because before that, it was literally just organ or piano. Or maybe on special Sundays, it was both combined. Oh! <laughs> you know? I didn't realize that was it was only that like that short of a time span since Hey, I'm had... old. <laughs> you're not that. You're only, what, 12 years older than I am? Yeah. So I would have actually been. Man. I actually would have been about 16 when we started that. When you started getting bass yeah. and more instrumentation into so it. So that's only like 21 years ago. Okay. Jeez. We didn't get drums until after I went away to college in adult Sunday church. In youth group, we had everything. Mm -hmm. Youth group, we had a full band. We had everything. That was fine. Yeah. But it was for all the... uh, For the adults and that. We didn't... We... we, Yeah. And when we started having drums upstairs, and uh, Andy, I wish he was available for this conversation, but because he went through this. Yeah. But they had to hide the drums at first. Like behind pews in that because <laughs> it was the older people didn't want to see them. Oh my goodness. That is so weird. That that yeah, that does blow my mind. Now that being said, this is why they went to electronics drums, is because electronic drums to the older people were more acceptable than the acoustic drums. None of this makes sense to me. So that was just how they did it, you know? And right. That's why we kind of have that that kind of that tradition of using electric drums upstairs. Now, yeah. that being said, not everyone who was old was like, oh, drums are up the devil. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. there, were, there were some people who were like, you know, the older persuasion would be like, hit those drums harder. Really? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I want more drums. We need more drums. You know, and I would oh, get the same awesome. thing on bass. Like, I want more bass. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And um, the person actually I played with, uh, I don't know if you remember them, Mr. and Mrs. Fuller. Miss mm. Fuller, she's an old lady now. Like, she was old when I was doing music yeah. uh, as a teen. But she was on organ, and she loved it, that they were adding more instruments. Mm. And she was one of the older ladies, and she was like, oh, yeah, guitar, bass, and she just loved it. Mm-hmm. But she she played organ, you mm. know? And we just recently, like I think last summer, got rid of that organ finally. Oh my gosh. Wow. It went down to a church in Schiller Park. Ha! Ha! Oh, yep. I see the connections now. Yep. That's uh, cool. Um, but if you look up in our balcony of the church, all the piping and all that is still up it's in the back, up in the rafters. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because, okay. So, you know, on the stage that we have upstairs at church? Yeah. There used to be three rows of pews up there for choir. Really? Yeah, on the stage. Is that where the 
where the band yeah. is now. Yeah. It was like a choir pew set, like that we had choir robes and what? everything. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, it was like three rows of pews for the choir. Where the ramp is, you know, for you know, no, you know, now we're handicap accessible upstairs for the right. ramp to get up to the stage. Yeah, but where that ramp was was where the musicians used to play from. What? Yeah. What? That's where the organ was, and that's where um, the like me as a bassist would play from down there. Oh my goodness! Because okay, my first time coming to this church was. Fifth grade? Okay. So that would have been... Wait. So you would have been like around 11, 12, maybe. Yeah. That would have been like 2007 Okay. I think. Okay. Right, because we're fifth grade. Well, that would have been 13 years ago. And then I graduated in eighth grade. Which Doesn't matter. Doesn't after. matter. Fifth, fifth yeah. grade. Okay. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, everything. well, everything was there by then. Like that ramp was there. So remember, I went to college in 2001. <sighs> okay. Can you imagine <laughs> being a friend with a fifth grader when you were just going in the college? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but I mean, so in 2001, I went to college, right? Yeah. And we were, we still didn't have that ramp there. That's where the musicians played from. I went away to college. I came back, and it was completely different. different. Because when I came back, I came back in 2008. So, yeah, okay. Wow. Oh, my gosh. In those years, we went from acoustic guitar, organ, piano, and bass to full-on band. Yeah. That's legit, though. That's cool. Well, I mean... And, and there were growing problems because some of the older, more curmudgeon-y people, you know, curmudgeon. you know, Josh Brewer's people, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> there were some that left because of that. Yeah. They could not handle that. So I remember in 2008, for a while, actually, we did two services. We did. Because oh, I've only known this place when I had one service. No, you don't. Because yeah. I know you don't. Oh, no. Because you oh, played yeah. on the worship we team. We both services. And we would play both services. <laughs> it's been so long. As oh, I say. Because we had to wait in the waiting room to go out for the next. Yeah. Oh, my. I'm an idiot. And if wow. we did songs before and after the message, we'd have to wait for both through both yes. services. But before we did oh, that, you know, at, at that time, we were doing, you know, both services contemporary, right? Yeah. But for a while there, both when we had two services, one was more traditional. And then one was the more contemporary. What? The so you'd have to prepare two sets of music each week. <laughs> now that I was not around for. Yeah. You, or you might have been a kid, so you were like in kid church and all that. Right. So you, you, you wouldn't have been well, aware of that. I'm trying to think of when I started going there on a Sunday morning. It was probably seventh or eighth grade, I think, yeah. when I started going Sunday mornings. Yeah. So I think that by that time we had already phased that out. Yeah. You know, you know, at the same time, we were also phasing out other old technologies that we use. Because I remember when I was in youth group, yeah, for um, music, you know, when we'd, we'd play music downstairs, yeah, we didn't have a projector for the youth group. Oh, we used overhead transparencies. Oh yeah, so we'd have to have someone I sit there and flip transparencies. Slides. 
Do no, not flip through the slides. Oh, not, the not actual slide. sheets yeah. of paper. Yeah, I'm like, sorry. They'd have to actually take it off and put, put the, the new... next one on. Yeah, because we did. We had that at um for Walrus well, Christian School and stuff like that. When what um so our teacher, Mr. Brett, he would be playing the keys and doing the worship, and then one kid from his class would be in charge of changing the sheets of paper to project up on the wall and stuff like that. So, yeah, <laughs> that stuff was awesome. So we had we had that. That fun as well. Yeah. And then if we lost the transparencies, well, we couldn't do that song. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's like we have to create those transparencies all over again. It's just like, yep. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, culture technology-wise has changed in the church dramatically, at least since I was a, a teenager. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, like, and, and now, like what I run upstairs, it's ridiculous because upstairs I have a uh, a computer dedicated for easy worship that runs into an HDMI uh, repeater, which runs into a streaming box. That streaming PC takes the HDMI signal from the other computer, the st- two HDMI signals from two cameras, combines them into multiple um, images and layers, and then I pick and choose what's happening and sending out to a live stream. At the same time, all of our audio is coming into our main soundboard that you're familiar with upstairs. Yeah. And then all, every channel is going out independently to a second soundboard, which I control and adjust the audio levels for the stream on the fly for each channel independently. So it's a different mix on the stream than from the main, which I then put into the stream computer. I'm adding artificial reverb on the fly. And so I have all these streams of channels. Oh, and we're still... For easy worship, you know, we're projecting something different up front from the back, which is also projecting out to the TVs in the foyer. So it's like we have gone from <laughs> transparencies to, oh, boy, we are complex all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I is that you guys still have the same board, though, right? The like main, still, the main board. Still the same yeah. board. Okay. Man, that is nuts. And but eventually we're going to replace that with a digital board, so yeah. we can have saved presets. And then that main board that we have currently is going to slide over and become the streaming board. Uh, so that that be the board for me to control the the stream dynamics versus the in house. Yeah, because for the stream you you want to mix things differently, right? Oh, so for sure. Just how it is, but it, it's interesting watching that culture change. You know right. because. It's also changing at the same time as culture as a large is changing, where we're moving more and more away from that analog to that digital. digital. Everything is digital. I, oh, yeah. Because I'm now in – so since COVID has started, I really have not played with the worship team. Yeah. No, yeah. You've because, all been because doing I've, streaming I'm, stuff. I've been doing all the digital stuff because that's kind of my realm, you know. And right. Technology. I, actually, I'm at the point almost where I can almost go back to doing music again. Oh, nice. Like, I've gotten a lot of it one button automated. They hit a button. <laughs> everything, you know, flips over to the correct stuff. Oh, that's sweet. That's but, nice. But being back there has allowed me to see something. Even people who are older than me, you know, who, <laughs> you know, who grew up with just everything being analog and, you know, everything non-digital, they yeah. have their, app, their iPads out and they have their Apple Pencil and they're sitting there jotting notes on their iPad during the sermon, people that are older than me. Wow. You know, I'm not saying like they're decrepit Josh AG and <laughs> walking around with walkers and that. Um, you know, yeah. they're still, you know, uh, Mr. Coates, for example. Oh, for sure. Like he's out there. He has 
his thing and he's just jotting away on his iPad and just going do 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 but writing his notes and it's just interesting watching from the back mm-hmm. and seeing these the people who have adjusted they have adjusted all in and the people who haven't adjusted they're no longer there some of them because they passed away because they're so old but some right. of them they're like no they don't I don't want, want this and I'm leaving which I'm trying to think of like I guess I feel like it'd be hard to find a church that Oh, there's one right by my house. Oh, there is? It, it's like, the, you know, like when you think of stereotypical old-timey churches, it's, it looks like that. And it is that. It is that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, very much so. You know, it, it's white. It has the high point ceiling. It has, you know, the bell out front. It has the old analog sign in front. And it says on there, come in for... Piano and organ only music. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, you know what? But the thing is, they are working for, you know, probably their biggest group of people there, probably the older generation. Mm-hmm. Those who don't like it. Because, you know, when they moved away from the organ piano, and I will admit this, we moved away from a lot of hymns and we moved to more towards the contemporary right. music, which. Can get repetitive at times. Oh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. And, and the hymns, the hymns are good. Still, I I have nothing wrong with the hymns. Oh, yeah. I like hymns. And you modernize them a little bit. And when I say modernize, I'm not like saying you know let Josh write a new chorus of this. <laughs> I'm saying play it with more than piano and organ. Yes, add some you know high distortion guitars, some double bass drums, and. You know, some screamo. You gotta nice. have a screamo. Okay, Did that's that. taking it way too far. I'd have to leave it that church at that point. The oh. culture would change way too much. For me. <laughs> but no, but I'm joking. But in all honesty, there are churches. Guess what? Where that is the expected norm. Where they're, hmm. you know, they're doing music in the style that their congregation expects. You know, probably yeah. going to be the younger, crazier type like you. <laughs> you know, right. Well, yeah, was, they're all riding motorcycles, half tattoos, sleeves, and got the man bun going. <laughs> Go on. What? <laughs> I never want to see Josh with a man bun. He would never let his hair grow long enough again for that. No, no his wife wouldn't let him. Baron has. <laughs> I did. I, did. <laughs> I had. Uh, did you have a man bun with mascara? Wait, what? No, I didn't have. Oh, that's disturbing on so many levels. <laughs> Josh shows me a picture of him with a mini man bun. Yeah, he, he was a star. When I say a mini man bun, it's literally like, just the smallest freaking thing. <laughs> I have so many comments. I'm going to leave alone with that. <laughs> but going back to what I was saying, you know, culture changes, and that you in sometimes you as the church, or I shouldn't say you. We, as a church, need to adapt to culture in some ways. Oh, absolutely. With, with things like style of music, fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, how people dress. You know, when I, was, when I came here, started off um, as a teenager, you never saw anyone upstairs without, like, a button-down shirt and khakis. Yeah. That was, like, the lowest level. Like, people wearing suits and everything. Like formal dresses, suits, you know, and when I started coming, oh, like the end of my senior year before I left to college, when I started wearing jeans once in a while, that was like, (gasps) you know, how dare you? Yeah, exactly. It was like, but when I came back from college, guess what? That was the norm. Different. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I. He got him started. There he goes. Well, no, he, no. He's not Joshian. No, I'm not. Not yet. I'm not, not yet. I'm not on that level. Um, it's. I guess I, I. It is. I would say it's cool that you know that there are, like those churches that will, uh, kind of like keep it, how it was for like the older generation, like how they wanted it. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't know. I guess it's it, it would be easy for me to kind of be like, well, just catch up with the times, man. But it's at the same time like probably when they were growing up, music was totally different for them. But then like they've had their own things where they've added stuff into things and that older generation from them is just like <gasps> so I mean it's well okay, so let's be fair about the music let's talk yeah. about the music portion. Let's be fair. You know, this older generation, they grew up with things like Woodstock and that happening. And yes. what were they seeing at that happening? Everything oh. and Anti-ethical yes. to what they were learning in the yeah. church. You know, you, you learn the church, you know, the Ten Commandments, all these things about being moral and everything. You, you, you grow in your relationship with God and with Jesus, and you're taught, okay, look, this is how you do things. Right. And, you know, it's like, okay, you know, be modest in, in some form. Um, don't, don't, you know, don't be drunk. Don't be a, yeah. a drug user. You know, be sober-minded is essentially that, yeah. that thing. You know, be... One man, one wife, you know, you're not yeah. uh, sleeping around that. And then you have stuff like these music fests where it's like, dude, give me all the drugs sex, and, drugs and rock orgies and roll. and rock and roll and everything. Yeah, and dude. all of a sudden they associate rock and roll with Just these have, negative behaviors that they yeah. see as completely in Just, opposite of what they want. Yeah. And then that's where you see the guitar, well, electric guitar and drums and yeah. all that stuff. And people are like, oh, yeah, that's evil. So I get it. Yeah. And and that's why I said, you know, I'm glad there are churches that still are like that for, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're for their demographic. Because yeah. let's be honest, that older demographic, like it or not, we all die. We all age and we all die at some point. What? Congratulations if you're just hearing that now. <laughs> Death rate is 100%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have not found a way to upload our consciousness to the cloud yet. Oh, my gosh. So... That would be interesting because even if you could do that, what what about your spirit? You can't upload that uh, to a cloud. Yeah. Or th- if you've ever seen the show Futurama, oh, yeah. the yeah. head's in the jar. Yeah. We ha- we don't have that technology yet either. No, we don't. Well, so anyways, death <laughs> rate's 100%. So those old churches yeah. like that, eventually at some point, guess what, Johnson? You're going to be the old person in one of those churches. I know. And I'm probably going to be like, for the kids that are growing up and changing, they're going to be like, this is awful. <laughs> well, here's the thing. There's Maybe. a there's Who a difference knows? between something you don't like, yeah, and something that is awful. Because something yes. you don't like is yeah. a preference. Yes, you know, it's a style of music or well, whatnot, mm-hmm. or maybe like how you dress. Right now, something that's a you know that's offensive or whatever, you know, that that's not a preference. Something that's wrong. Like oh, yeah, let's say you know, I'm trying to think how to. Phrases delicately. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah, I know. Um, you're not going to find a, a a Christian believing church that's actually following the gospel and everything. That's going to be like for communion today. It's a shot of heroin. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Okay. The, now uh. the, that's that that breaks from preferencing. That's uh okay. That's wrong. Just, yeah. You know versus. 
Aaron get, goes to a church as an old man, and um, country is now the new heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> so the teens are rebelling by listening to country. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> See, again, that's a preference thing. Yeah, and as uh, old man Johnson would have to go to a church that does more traditional rock and yeah, yeah. <laughs> contem- uh, what we call contemporary music now, right. which will be oldies then. That's it's funny. I I just I always remember my dad telling me the story of how like when he was in some kind of like um I guess audio store. I don't remember what it was called, but one of the things he was he was by uh, this a Led Zeppelin song started coming on, and so yeah. he started turning up the volume, and the store owner was freaking out because Led Zeppelin was like devil music, yeah, because that was rock and roll, and like now I mean you look at Led Zeppelin like that's classic rock, like that's nothing crazy and then you have i guess metal and heavy hard rock stuff now that would be like this was just considered devil worship well music from the 90s is now considered oldies i know so that's crazy congratulations johnson well you too you're a 90s baby well late mid late 90s but regardless so you know, the church, as as they've adopted with music stuff, right? You know, th- those things have happened. Like I said, same thing with dress code. Again, yeah. khakis to jeans to, right. you know, that, and that's a preference thing. That's a, there's nothing in scripture about what you have to wear to church on Sunday. It just says, right. you know, you know, dress appropriate, you know, it, not so much. It doesn't say, when you go to church, thou shall dress like this. Finest the, clothing. There's principles found in the Bible. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, be modest, be respectful. You know, you're not going to go in wearing a shirt laced with profanities. Well, let me rephrase that. If you're a Bible-believing Christian, you wouldn't. Right. Now, if you're just someone who's visiting the church, yeah, come right. on in that way. Yeah. Now, that being said, there are churches who will not like that if you do oh, that. Oh, I know. That's, see, that, that to me is kind of sad. Not kind of sad. It is sad. I think to me that you'd kick somebody out based on their appearance. Well, and it doesn't even just have to be appearance. Because I mean, if you have someone that like one is just learning about the church and maybe like learning about God and goes to church to check it out, I mean, they're going to behave as they normally would behave. What do you expect? You don't expect some you no know, person to just walk into a church and just be like, a new person and have a whole two. Different, wow, wow, whole different, like, I guess, attitude and just how they act. Right. So it's like you're going to kick someone out because they're just being them. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm kicking you out of my church because <laughs> you would kick them out. I don't want you there. I'm just <laughs> but, but, but no, that's, that's a valid yeah. point, you know, because unfortunately in the church, uh, culturally, we, we built our own little subculture in the church. Mm-hmm. And we said, this is how everyone inside the church. Should act. Must be. You know? And then when someone deviates from that norm, it's all of a sudden, what the heck? Yeah. All and hell breaks loose. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 what we have to remember is in our culture, and I hate to say this, but our churches culturally, especially in the conservative churches, I'll, I'll put this way, conservative churches, your uh, more liberal-leaning churches, not so much, you know, mm-hmm. I don't ever see this church ever but I say this church, I'm pointing to this building here. I don't yeah. see this church ever performing a gay marriage. No. No. But there are churches out there, like I know, because um, 
she used to date my uh, roommate in college. Okay. Where now her and her wife are co-pastors of a church in New York. What? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Yep. You heard that right. No, no, not that I didn't hear that right, but it was New York. New York City. Wasn't, no, yeah. Wasn't there, didn't, I thought, wasn't a Hillsong church from New York got slammed about something? Could be. I mean, granted, this was quite, I feel like quite a while ago, but interesting. Okay. Because there, what was it? I know um, uh, a coworker, he was telling me about, he knew someone that got baptized at this church in Milwaukee. And I think, Grant, okay, I could be getting this all wrong, but it's something to the degree of the pastor was, um, was it a woman? I, that was, uh, I don't know, very, I think she was gay. And then like the church was, I don't know, gosh darn it. I don't remember what he said now. Oh, well, I quit. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm done trying to remember this. It was, it was really just like really bizarre. Or maybe he was just making, I don't know, he could have been making it. But I thought he's, I don't know. But that's interesting in New York City. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, New York City is home to um, one of the Hillsong churches you're, uh, yeah, yeah, that you're thinking of. Okay. Um, but that in itself is also dangerous because now you're changing. Now, to be fair, Hillsong Music does some great music, right? Yeah. Now, here's an article from Vice. Just the headline tells you more than you need to know. Hmm. New York City's newest megachurch, which is the Hillsong Church, Mm -hmm. is more popular than Jesus. Oof. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it one of the guys from the Beatles said that they're more popular than Jesus? Probably. Yeah. That that did not go well for some people. (laughs) I I think that was because... One of the guys from the Beatles was actually, well, I mean, was killed. And I thought that was, for the killer, that was one of the reasons he had killed I do them. not know that off the top of my head. Yeah. Don't listen to what I'm saying, really. Don't take it as 100%. You're pulling true. a Josh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, this is, it's, it's, it's one of those weeks for me, so I'm off today. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but where I was going with this, you know, mm-hmm. we have a lot of conservative churches whose culture kind of like, peaked in early 2000 and they've stagnated and stayed there right and they kind of expect everyone else who comes in to kind of mold into their culture a little bit mm-hmm. and then you have these uh popular mega churches which they what they do is they say we follow jesus but then they water down everything so that way it appeals to everyone no matter what you right. know and, and i don't want this to be heard wrong there there's a difference between saying come in to the church and be changed by you know jesus you know be changed by god and his word yeah you know where you're a prostitute a drug user whatever there's a difference between that and saying come to the church and feel good about the things that you do because jesus loves you (laughs) yeah which he does he does but there, there's that difference. It's, yeah. In one case, Jesus is changing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you come in, you know, Aaron, the heroin addict, comes into the church, you know, and maybe he's obstinate for a little while and he doesn't want to change anything. But over time, God mm-hmm. softens your heart and you do change. Yeah. That, that, that's one thing. It's a different thing if 
Aaron, the drug user, comes in and hears from the pastor, oh, you're a heroin user? Bless you. You are blessed. You know? Oh, yeah. You, See, what, what happens to those people that only hear that kind of stuff? Well, then they get upset when anyone says, hey, Otherwise. you want to be a Christian? Guess what? There's some things that you need to know. You need to follow yeah. God. You need the, to, you know, actually make sacrifices and change how you live. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to change how I live. I want to be comfortable doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to watch all the porn, take all the drugs, mm. have all the sex I want, and still come to church and be like, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Life is good. It doesn't work like that. Now, that being said, there are Christians who do the same thing. They, that, then that's not an excuse for it. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, you're talking in the gospel where, I forget the exact reference, but where Paul says, you know, there, there's grace and everything. And he's like, so the argument essentially is that people are going, oh, so there's all this grace. And as we sin, we're covered by grace and everything. And we're forgiven. So I can just continue on sinning and all that. And he's like, no, 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 no. no, no. no. That, that, that's not the point of this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes, there's that forgiveness there for you when you do screw up. Because guess what? As humans, we all freaking screw up. All of us? No, yeah, all of us. All of us. <laughs> in some way or another. Yep. All of us are going to screw up in some way or another. See, I've, oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, what were you going to say? Oh, I, uh, <laughs> so my lovely mother. So we, Josh and I and a couple other friends, we went to Door County was two weeks ago now already. Uh Holy crap. She, (laughs) she and my dad were like moving my car or whatever while I was gone. And when I get back home, I get in the car. She had changed the station to this like Christian, was it Moody station or whatever? 90.1, whatever. And I get in the car because at work, I'll go to my car for lunch and eat my car and whatnot. So I'll turn on the car and listen to music while I eat but during uh my lunch period there's this uh pastor named alistair Begg. i think it is okay um i think he's i think he's a scottish guy but so he, he he's he's a part of this church i think in cleveland ohio and he has some kind of ministry but he so he's speaking during my lunchtime and then it's been well one it's been a lot of fun listening to him because of his like thick accent so that's always cool <laughs> <laughs> okay well like so I've, I've been enjoying listening to his sermons during lunch now but one of them was talking about kind of like forgiveness like being forgiven and whatnot and so it's kind of like you know when when you go to christ and you know you ask him to forgive you and you know kind of you will you start that take that step in trusting christ and following him that forgiveness, that's like one, it's it's done. You're, like, right. you're forgiven. Past, present, future, whatever. Um, but one thing he's saying, he's like, people are like, well, why do you, you know, always have to ask for forgiveness when you sin again kind of thing? Because like you're forgiven. But the thing is, it's like you still have, you should still repent of your sins. Because it, it's like, I don't know, it's, ah, gosh darn it, now I have to listen back to what he said. But I just thought it was cool that he's saying when you're forgiven, done deal. But as a Christian and like a follower of Christ, like obviously yeah, you're going to slip up, mess up along the way. And there needs to be repentance for those sins. Because I mean, if there's no repentance and you just keep living life as normal and doing whatever it is you want, like I guess are you truly, I don't know, I, do you truly trust in Christ with your life kind of thing? Okay, so let me ask you this. 
Uh-oh. No, 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 no. This is going off of the repent thing. Okay. Off of what the word repent means. Because I think yeah. that that's a key word here. Mm-hmm. What What's the definition of repent? Because <laughs> it's, it's like, it's trying to turn away from whatever it is that you've done. Right. So the, from Marion Webster, to turn from sin, mm-hmm. and then they add in, and dedicate oneself to the amendment of one's life. In other words, mm-hmm. you don't just turn from that sin and say, I'm not doing this I'm not again. doing again, because guess what? We're going to do it You're again. You're going to do it again. It's turn from that sin and then also say, I'm going to work actively to not do it. Yeah, exactly. And, and not do it. Now, they also have definitions of to change one's minds, to feel regret, uh, you know, that sort of thing. But it's the to turn from and dedicate oneself to the amendment of. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of that key things. It's, you know, because when you repent, it's not just, I'm sorry, I did this. Yeah, please forgive me. It's, look, I did this, screw up, I'm sorry, and I want to work on not doing this anymore. Yeah. So what are, the, what are you going to do to stop? Right. And so that, 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 that's that difference there, you know, and, and that's that difference between, you know, come because Jesus loves you. Yes, true. Yes. But there's also that next step, repent. Mm-hmm. To be a follower of Christ, we have to repent. If there's no repentance, then I'm going to question some things. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that's where kind of the church culture changing that way has gone a little. We've gone so much to the love side that we forget that there's actual holiness and judgment involved. Right. Because yeah. we, we, we go, God is love. Love is God. God is love. God loves all. Mother Gaia. You know, you hear that. Yeah. And you forget about God saying he can be wrathful, yeah. that he's judgment, that he is holy. You forget about Revelation, the great white throne where everyone is judged. Mm-hmm. Because... Love sounds good. Nobody wants to hear the scary stuff. I know. What could, well, what would be possible in the in Well, look the at uh, Rob Bell. He had a lot of controversy around him when he wrote a book, um, essentially denouncing hell, the concept of hell. Oh. Again, coming back to God is love, so therefore there can't be hell. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm oversimplifying. I, I, yeah. I, way oversimplifying his argument, but... You know, essentially, there was a big controversy in the church for a while because he was actually kind of like one of those rising stars in the Christian world for a while. He was doing those videos, uh, Numas. Mm. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. They're short little maybe 20-minute DVDs with spiritual teachings in them. You know, and he'd do this talk. That, uh, I went to his church for a little while on because it was right by Grand Rapids. Oh, nice. Okay. And then he started going a little on the crazy side then. Right. <laughs> But yeah, like his church was an old mall. They bought out the mall. Oh, wow. And so like the sanctuary was like in an old like big apartment store. So the stage was actually in the middle. And, oh. <laughs> and all the seats were around, around it, 360. That's all dope. the musicians faced inward towards the center of the stage, not outward. That I don't like. So That's weird. It was interesting. Because they were trying to be like, we're one of you. We're... we're, we're we're doing the same as you. So, uh, you know, you saw their butts. Uh, cute. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> but, you know, it was an interesting take. It was an interesting dynamic, something I hadn't seen before in the church, to be honest. So it was interesting, right. you know. And But then Rob Bell started going a little on that crazy side. And right. again, where I said the culture of the church sometimes 
we seem to have these extremes where we're either kind of stuck in our old ways. We're kind of stuck in these, this way from the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Or now it's, we will accept everything. Right. Well, yeah. One thing I, I guess has kind of been on my mind is, so obviously as, well, time goes on, certain things change. Well, obviously things change. And I guess for like, for the church, it's like changing things seems to be a scary thing to do. It, it is for a lot of the people in the church because they get comfortable. And well, here's the different, here's the thing about change. When you get comfortable, yeah. change is scary. Yeah. Because you never know yeah. what's going to happen. And I guess like, uh, is, hmm, what am I trying to think of here? Because there's different denominations yeah. and stuff like that. Which, I mean, so they have two point, like, their own beliefs on things that are right or wrong, whatever, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess when it comes to, as time goes on, and just, and I guess it's, like, small things, I guess, in culture change. Or like, what's acceptable and what's not, or what's the new norm. Like, I feel like the churches are so stuck in their ways where they don't want to change, and whatever is the new change is, is, like, can't be done. But it's, like... I guess if you bring it to like a, I don't know, you'd have to bring it to like a biblical thing to whether it's right or wrong. But it's like, how do you decide? How do you tell if certain things are really right and wrong for some changes? Well, here, here's how you. Well, actually, before I answer, yeah, because someone has been very quiet over here. Hi, Josh. Yeah, I was being, I was meaning to ask you about like Grace Church. I don't know how much that place has changed if it has. Because I always remember it being a big thing. Well, musically, whatever. Just, I don't know. Pretty up-to-date church, it seemed like, for the most part. But I don't know. Is there anything you speak on? Whatever. Um, whatever but, Paul wants but, to but, talk to. But I was going to ask if Josh had any insight into your question about oh, yeah. how does a church or a Christian community determine if a change is right or not? Or is it a wrong thing? Sorry to get the hard question right off the way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think that's pretty much up to the elders. The elders sit there and try to... The elders are going to try to decide the vibe of the church. They're going to try to... Mm. Obviously, they're the ones that are going to decide what they think is best for the church. Mm. You know, they think they need to get rid of a pastor. They'll get rid of a pastor. They think they need to bring in... You know. Well, I'm not talking about, like, getting rid of or bringing in a pastor. I'm talking, like, culture-wise. Like, what's appropriate dress code? What's appropriate music styles? What's appropriate... Whatever. I'm talking culture-wise. Because bringing in the pastor in that, yes, yes. That's kind of what the elders and the deacons do. But, like, how does, like, okay, fellowship here, right? Now, as a teenager, guess how many people I saw with tattoos? Zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. Now it's a very accepting thing. What? Oh, no, no, no I'm not going to go to that. <laughs> I mean, I think it's something that just gradually happens. and it gets decided based on how they accept it. Somebody comes into the church and has tattoos and everybody resents that person or pushes that person away, that person's going to leave. So therefore, you know, you're not going to see people at a church, that church with tattoos. But if the people at the church are more accepting to that and somebody has tattoos, maybe somebody else in the congregation might want to get a tattoo or maybe someone else will come in that will have tattoos and they see that someone's there with tattoos they say, hey, they're accepting people. So I think it's just something that the church body itself either accept or, or um, pushes away at that okay, point. Okay, how do you 
accept or not accept something, you personally? Like on a day-to-day basis or just like at the church? Yes. I hate it when he does that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if I accept it, I allow myself to be around it or I'm okay with it being around me. But how do you determine if it is acceptable? I guess at that point, it's the common phrase of what makes you comfortable. What makes you comfortable? What if what makes me comfortable is having a TV behind me that's playing porn all the time? Behind you? What, so is the person behind you can So enjoy you, it? you all have to watch it while I'm talking. Jeez, that's well, torture. At that point, that'd be a two to one vote, I hope. <laughs> that probably wasn't the proper word for yeah, that. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Anyways, go on. I mean, you can easily throw out those crazy rare scenarios. Yeah, I'm going to throw out crazy rare scenarios because I want you to explain it and, and walk through the logic of this. I mean, quite honestly, that wouldn't approve of that. So I'd simply say, hey, Paul, why do you don't want- you? Why don't you approve of it? Ah, here we go. <laughs> I don't want simple hello Sunday school answers. I want you to We're tell Sunday me school. why. Tell me why. But we don't have enough time to tell you why you shouldn't have porn. Oh, you have all day. Oh, no, I don't. (laughs) I mean, I don't have to be anywhere until like 11 a.m. tomorrow, so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was waiting for him to say 11 p.m., probably another guitar session or something. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Get out of here. Um, Oh, my gosh. If if you want to rescue Josh. Please rescue me. Okay. All right. Plain and simple. Is it? Plain and simple. Pornography has negative psychological effects on the, on the brain, regardless of it being a moral standard and a rule that Christ does not want, a, a way of life Christ do, does not want us to live. Is that, is that too Sunday school? Is that too Sunday no, school? No, no, no. But Did I chop it up too much? I think I chopped it up too much. No, you didn't chop it up too much. I'm kind of disappointed in you. Why? Dang, why? why are you bringing out that harsh... That harsh response. That hurts me. <laughs> Wait. No, I didn't say that you. I know. I know. I, I'm confused now. I am. Because I didn't there. say, I, I don't want, like I said, I don't want you to give me the Sunday school answer. The Sunday school answer would be because Jesus said so, which is kind of what you, where you started at. So my answer to this would be this. Uh-oh. Let's look at any topic. Um, let's talk wearing tattoos, wearing tattoos, getting tattoos, uh, wearing jeans, <laughs> wearing tennis shoes. Instead of dress shoes, uh, how long your hair should be, mm. uh, facial hair or not, you know, whatever you're wearing in the church, right? Let, let, let's, this, is how I, this is how you break it down. One, first step. Is there something directly in the Bible about it, in the scripture about it? Yeah. Yes or no? No. Okay, let's move on to the next step. Even though there's not something directly related, are there concepts in the Bible that we're instructed with that could apply to this yes or no no okay then we move on to the next step which is then uh psychologically in that you know medically how are these things helpful or hurtful and then we and then we would move on to what's my preference so it's kind of like that four step you break it down but you start at the ultimate authority first and then you bring it down and that's why i said i'm kind of disappointed in you josh i would have expected you at least get two of those steps (laughs) Well, I wonder if Josh is smiling over here now. <laughs> I uh, I can a little, I can use a little um, juice. Need a little wake up. Oh, this is empty. Never mind. I don't you have you failed you. me. I did. 
Yep. We can go get you one after this. Anyways. Um, but uh and I guess this is kind of when I was getting more into like denominations, but where I didn't need to get into denominations per se, but it's like when you're talking about yeah, preferences on yeah, you know, the crowd at your church. I feel like when people get too serious about having to follow what their preference is for you to I guess be feel welcomed at a church, that's quite wrong. Yeah, it is. And and that's <laughs> and that's why I have it at the bottom of the stack there. Because it's the last thing that should oh, should yeah. um should yes. influence your dis- your decision on something. Yeah. The first you know couple are you know hey w- what does God say about this? Yeah. You know when you get down to it for like clothing, right? It's there's the concept of modesty and that and, and you know being honoring to God, so you're not coming in like wearing profanity laden shirts and like uh, devils and all this on your shirt. Yeah. You know again if you're coming in off the street. Because here's the whole concept about these things. The, the, um, the rules and the principles laid on the Bible, guess what? They apply to Christians, not to Joe Schmo coming off the street who's not yes. a Christian. Yes. So, you know, me as a Christian, I'm coming to church if I have, like, satanic words all over my shirt. Eh, 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 eh. Right. Not, not only because they're satanic, but because, A, that, that's blasphemous, that's against God, that's not being respectful to God coming in. Mm-hmm. Could I come in with a tank top? Yes. Yeah. If it's just like a plain black tank top, you don't want to see me in tank top. But if it's a plain <laughs> black tank top, you know, I come in, you know, I'm being respectful. I'm not like doing crazy things or anything. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. Now, if you're Joe Schmo Josh coming in off the street who is an atheist and you're wearing satanic shirts or whatever, guess what? Come Fine. On come on in. But as we talked about earlier, there are those churches because their preference, they want you to be in a suit and a tie and all that. They'll be like, they'll look at you at the door and be like, "Uh, uh-uh, go away." See, it's like at that point, it's. <laughs> I would feel like you have to examine yourself as either a church or just a leader of a church or whoever it is you be that's making that judgment. Because it's like at that point, it's like, are you just upset that they're not following what you would? prefer because mm-hmm. it's like i guess that's where you ask the whole question that what would jesus do kind of thing or it's like he wouldn't turn somebody away from coming in to check it out that would be deemed of offensive to uh christ and god and whatnot because like i mean obviously you look at uh the tax collector guy that jesus went out to reach out to and then as what zacchaeus right yeah was a wee little man yes wee little man was he <laughs> Um, cause like, that's how you know. Him, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I always have to sing that song to get that, that name, right. Um, <laughs> but like the people, the crowd that was following Jesus did not want to have uh, anything to do with Zacchaeus. Like they were like, I guess when was it reading it? Like they were like making, like, was it uh, 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 muttering or mumbling to each other? Like, you know, about this Zacchaeus guy, like, Hey, get out of here. Like, you know, kind of thing but jesus is like uh-uh like come on in and then yeah. at one point he's like he's like, i want to wasn't it wasn't it him that he's like i'm going to go to your place and hang out with you and stuff like that and yeah and so, there's there's yeah. nothing wrong with hanging out with people who are no. on church and unfortunately you have that especially in the very conservative churches like that's yeah you can only hang out with which is disturbing with to me churching people church church churchy. churchy people yeah you know yeah that is because how do you how do you expect to reach out to others? Now, 
But then that's what the mission field is for. To be fair. Yeah. I'm going to preface this with the to be fair. Your core group of friends should, I'm not saying they all should go to the same church, but they should have that same spiritual belief. That's your core group. Can you Mm -hmm. have friends that you're close to, not your core group, but just you're close to that are outside of the church environment? Yes, you should. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? Real life, you have to interact with people who are outside Mm -hmm. of the church environment. Oh, yeah. My job every day. Every day. People outside of church. Yeah. But guess what? We get along well. Mm-hmm. And that's, I feel like that is a good, <laughs> a good example. Of, I guess, well, eh, it depends on, I, I guess it depends on the person, but that could be a good, like, example of, like, a true believer of Christ being able to get along well with others that don't. But then you could also have that person that, yeah, they might go to church, but they get along with people that don't, but it's because that's, their actual lifestyle thing. It's like, yeah. So that's a whole, I guess, different other thing. But, um, and that was another interesting thing. I was listening to another Halsterbeg sermon or whatever. And he was talking about, like, you know, how he, little people would be like, oh, I will, I only listen to Christian music or I'll only read books that are written by Christian authors. And, you know, whatever they do, it's got to be a Christian based yeah. thing. They don't do anything that, is of the world or whatever they they don't get he's like that does you no good or it doesn't do anybody else any good either it's like as a christian we should be able like we should know what you know what's going on in the world and all that other stuff and not be afraid to like be involved and stuff to learn about it but it's like we're i guess kind of going to where you say you know you for friends at least you have your core group is you know i guess for like what I'd say we have similar beliefs in yeah. Christ and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so like having you as like a core friend is good. And I guess you he, he was pretty much saying it was like where you base your knowledge and your beliefs, he's like, that should be in the Bible. Is it okay for you to go like read something that's not like a Christian thing or listen to music that's not Christian? Yes, as long as it's not anything that's blatantly against I guess the Bible. What? I'm thinking of some songs that you used yeah, to have in your rotation. I know. Yeah. And I've taken some of those out. Uh-huh. Good. Because <laughs> they were bad. <laughs> uh-huh. See, and that's, man. I remember when he used to get like real, real dark and he would sing those around everybody. <laughs> I would. Yeah. You would. You don't even remember. Paul and I are looking over here like, yep, yep. Like we'd be over at your house or something and you'd be like, and then I can beep. And Paul and I are just like, I don't remember these days. It was, it was taken over. It was in your low period. My low period. I remember when you asked me if I was goth because all I wore was pretty much black at school. Between the mascara and the black. And the music. I mean, it was a, it was a fair question to ask. I suppose. He was only asking because. He was your boyfriend at the time and you didn't know it true. so he needed to know this is this is true yeah but <laughs> anyways go on the thing i hate man oh, about music is i hate it when the song is super good instrumentally but then once you learn the lyrics they're garbage and they're yeah. like i want to listen to this song but like part of me says you shouldn't listen to this song so it's like ah oh. yeah i know like i had just Man, I was and I was so bummed about this song because I 
I was looking forward to like potentially like covering this with the Skyrim band or whatever. And it was called Man in the Box by Alice in Chains. Okay. And after, oh, I hope I got that right. No, I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, yeah, it is Alice in Chains. After like, so, oh, my bandmate Lucas was talking. He's like, yeah, he's like, I actually started paying attention to the lyrics in that song. He's like, I don't want to have anything to do with playing that song or covering it. Where it's talking about like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh-huh. I never knew the lyrics to this song. I just knew that they said Jesus Christ in the chorus. I was like, oh, hmm, okay. Yeah, they're using it more as a swear word type yeah. deal. Yeah, I learned that recently. Mm-hmm. Now I do not like this song anymore, which sucks because it's a fun song to jam to. But now it's like after knowing the lyrics of the song, I'm like, ah, no, makes me sad. Mm. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. Feed my eyes, can you sew them shut? Well, it says feed my eyes, now you sew them Oh, shut. I, I I have, I pulled it, that's what pulled up in my... Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's, maybe that's part of a different, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe not, I don't know. Regardless, though, I was just like, well, that's not a, not, not a good song anymore. So now I don't listen. No, oh, jeez, oh. that scared me so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Whoa, that's scary. Sorry, that was an ad that popped up that got through my ad blocker. Wow. Because <laughs> I was looking at the, I was actually looking at the lyrics yeah. from multiple sites. Oh, okay. And they all say, can you? Oh, okay. That's weird. Okay, so Google just right off the bat says no. Oh, uh, yeah, well, Perfect. and I was using Bing. <gasps> oh. Uh-oh. Yep. So, yeah, so yeah, I read the lyrics real quick. I was like, oh. yeah, it's not. But, but so to be fair, okay, uh, when I was younger as a teenager, yeah, so when I was doing this, really, my only church influence was the youth group in Sunday morning because my family was very unchurched, okay? So I kind of went to that extreme of for a while there when I was a teenager, where you know. The only music I listened to was Christian music and, and uh-huh. that, but eventually got to the point where it like when I went to school, man, it was like, you know what? Okay. Now, I, now I have a solid base. I have a sound foundation. You know, while it's building that foundation, I kind of needed that more, you know, when you're building that foundation, you need to stick to what will help build it. In my case, it was, you know, Christian music and that, but when I got older, it's like, okay, now I can start. Now that I have my base built. I can start adding on to it and I can branch out a little bit because now I kind of had um, what is right, what is wrong type, you know, in the head, you know, where I can filter a little bit more, where I can look at the lyrics and go, yeah, no, not going to deal with that, you know, sort of deal. Right. You know, because now you look at my playlist, I got Linkin Park, I got (laughs) Papa Roach, I got all that stuff on there. Um, So it's not like I'm talking, you know, like, you know, whereas my mother right now, she is still very much of the persuasion of. Everything must be Christian for her. And, it, and, and you know what? Some people are going to be like that, and yeah. they're going to need that time, and I'm not going to, you know, degrade them on that. But, yeah. you know, you go into some churches, and they're going to be like, oh, you listen to Third Day, or not Third Day. Um, <laughs> three Days Grace. Three Days Grace. <laughs> First off, I'd be like, you know what Three Days Grace is? Naughty, naughty. <laughs> you know, I remember when I was in youth group, right? Yeah. Uh, swing dancing was all the rage when I was in youth group. Really? Like, 
it was a period of time where swing music came back and like swing dancing was just like all the rage in the US. What? It was weird. It was weird. So swing dancing was cool. Um, the two of the youth group kids were doing some swing dancing and I was like, oh, what song is this? And the youth pastor, um, it wasn't Toby. It was oh. Steve. Oh, okay. He, he showed me the CD, but he covered up the title because it was from the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, my gosh. He was like, yeah, I'm not going to let you see the title. Oh, <laughs> the my <band>. God. <laughs> I was like, her? Nice. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't understand why at first. Yeah. And then when I actually like saw the CD later, because I like was in the store, you know, when they actually sold CDs in the store still. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, I know that cover. And I looked at it, I was like, oh, bare naked. Oh, that's why. He had that covered up. That's yeah. funny. See, I, like it's, I guess, it's, um, as far as for some people, like, you know, maybe, okay, they only will allow themselves to listen to Christian music. I don't know. I guess I'm trying to think, is that, really i guess a bad thing to a point or no no i, 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 I would say it depends on the person because like and i guess for like for me at times it was like there was definitely times where i needed to get rid of some of the music that i had well, obviously as we were just talking about right <laughs> but, i mean but there are rebuilding times where maybe you're in a bad point or something like that right. where you need a little more support yeah so what do you do when you need a little more support you add in more of that stuff that's going to support you exactly. so make some more of that christian music whatever yeah and then once you're back at a healthier level go back to whatever right but i'm not going to degrade anyone you know like josh when he has his triplets and he <laughs> makes his triplets only listen to christian music i'm not going to degrade him about that so he's not going to be able to do it because i mean if he has me as a friend and i'm listening to my music while i'm with him man august burns red yeah his triplets will all be pan heads. Those are skillet fans. I know. Oh, okay. Okay. That's true. Yeah. You know I that's, know what you know that spiel. I know the spiel. Come on. <laughs> but I mean, you know, if Josh does that with his triplets, you know. Yeah. No. I'm not gonna be like, Josh, you gotta teach your kids. Cause guess what? When you're a kid and under 18, you're still building your foundation, your base for the rest yes. of your life. Yeah. Maybe you need a little more guidance. And of course, teenagers, what do you do? You lash out and you go, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. I want, you don't know what's going on with me. Exactly. But, yeah. that, <laughs> but then when you grow up, you kind of learn, hmm, my parents kind of knew what they were talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I've definitely but, learned that. But, but you see some of that base building that you have as a teenager and then influences your adult life. And guess what? Once you're an adult, you can make your own life choices. Yeah, and guess what? You're going to be an adult much longer than you're a teenager. Hopefully, typically, yeah. statistically, yes. yes. Yeah, you know that. We'll yes. talk about that in another episode yes. about why they may or may not be true in the future. Yeah, but statistically, right now, that is the case, which is good. Um, and you're seeing on this grandiose scale, you're seeing those very. How do you put this? When you have those very oppressive churches like that, you know, very culturally conservative, and they kind of like, you know, you, you deviate any at all from how they say you should act, mm-hmm. it's only going to force some of that behavior underground. Yeah. Yep. Which you know, is dangerous. You know, instead of that person, again, let's say, Aaron, you're, you're a drug user, right? Yep. Okay. You're a drug user. You come into the church. You know, and, and let's say you come into somewhere like here where we're at right now, but, you know, kind of conservative, but at the same time, very accepting and open to people and everything. And like, we're truly, truly excited to get people help. 
Can we do better? Yes. And we'll talk about that in See, another episode as well about that too. Anybody always can. But when you have that happening, right, you know, where there's at least some, I shouldn't say some, there's a lot of grace given, a lot of, hey, you know what, we're human and screw up. You're going to feel comfortable, you know, let's say you've been safe for a couple of years after you start coming to the church, right? And you get that urge, you get that itch to do the drugs again, right? Yeah. You might you might have made friends with someone in the church and go, hey, can we go grab coffee or lunch? And be like, hey, look, dealing with this, can you help me out with this, whatever. You're willing to open up to them. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say you go into this wonderful old-timey church where all you do is hymns and everyone's wearing suits and you are expected to be uh-huh. this great behavior, right? You may not feel comfortable, even if you've been there for a few years, of even letting anyone know that you ever used to do drugs. Right. And so there's that balance again. You know, and, and yes, I'm talking in stereotypical language because stereotypically that's what happens. You know, you hear that a lot from people where they're like, well, I'm in this ultra conservative church, so everything that I do that deviates from them, I need to hide and do in secret. When you're doing stuff in secret, there's a reason you're doing it in secret because you feel shame for some reason. Mm-hmm. And that shame is either coming from the church, it's coming from parents, coming from your peers, whatever, but it's coming because you're feeling shame, you're hiding it. And when you hide it, things can only get worse. If it's, if it's something destructive, like drugs mm-hmm. and that. I'm yeah. not saying listening to metal music is going to make you kill people. <laughs> I'm not saying if you're doing that in secret that all of a sudden you're listening to August Burns Ren, the next thing you're doing is you're sticking a, <laughs> a saw blade over someone's <laughs> neck. Son of rampage. And then you cook up their head meat and call it bacon. I didn't do that. No, I was watching Criminal Minds recently. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Of course. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Never mind. I'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we finally got Josh interested in the conversation and he's Woo! like, I'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> so you have these things in the church going on yeah. and it's just like, we got to find that balance. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like, like I said, there's that very conservative, the middle ground and the, hello, we will take everything church, right? Right. And I see this middle ground church. I, their culture is going to have to change soon because the rest of the culture outside the world changing way too fast. And those churches that are kind of in the middle or the ultra conservative are either going to have to change a little bit culturally or they're going to become irrelevant. Right. Where people your age and younger will just go, they are so out of touch. I am never going to step foot in one or they are so unaccepting. Like, I will admit it. When I got my first tattoo, I wasn't sure how Pastor Dave would respond. And then he was like, I want to see it as soon as you get it. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, 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 what? (laughs) Yeah. For real. (laughs) So it it was a different time. I wasn't sure how this church would handle it. Mm Mm-hmm. Now I know if I was in an old timey church, that's ooh, that, you marked yourself. I it was funny after I got my back tattoo, I, I had a remember um, post on my uh, well added a comment to my post of getting the tattoo and like, oh, have you read Leviticus? Whatever. Oh, whatever. you know how many times I've gotten that? Yeah, yep. yeah. And I was just like. I was like, all right. I was like, let's go through the theology of Leviticus here and let's talk about this in context of the culture at the time in which the Jews lived and the surroundingness and what the tattoos were used for and everything. And then let's also talk about what is or is not carried on through the New Testament because here's the deal. 
and a lot of people don't understand. Yes, theologically, there's still stuff in the Old Testament that's very relevant. Yeah. Okay. But in reality, unless Jesus or one of the, um, I guess you could say, the authors of the Gospels and in the various letters, epistles, and all that, unless they're quoting or coming back and bringing that up from the Old Testament, a lot of that goes away because right. that was the law versus grace, period. Right. And yeah. guess what wasn't covered? Yeah. <laughs> For any of those that couldn't hear me tattoo. So. <laughs> oh, they could hear you. Now, oh. here, now here's the oh. thing. Um, there's still this concept of, you know, honoring God and not, you know, making idols to other gods. So if I was getting a tattoo of Apophis on me. I honestly don't know what that is. It's, it's an old Egyptian god. Oh, okay. Kind of thing. Um, or Zeus or something like that. That I, I do know. Okay. <laughs> if I was doing that and being like, yeah. hail Zeus on my arm. Okay. That's... Even though it's a tattoo, it's now doing blasphemy. Because of the blasphemy, I shouldn't be getting it, not because it's a tattoo. Right. Yeah. It, <laughs> and what was funny, and I still have this conversation. I, I, I talked with Andy before I got my first tattoo. Okay. I actually didn't know at the time that he had a tattoo. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I was chatting with him just on like, hey, da, da. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I got mine. And he told me how about his first one and everything. And then he's like, I remember the message because it made me laugh out loud. He was like, it, I don't, I can't give you the exact quote right now, but it was something like, let's ink up our bodies um, in honor of the Lord or something like that. <laughs> you know, that was the gist of it. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. Sick. I was like, I know I got an ally here that's going to have right. my back. Thanks. You know, that's awesome. It, it was a great time. And, uh, but, and, you know, and since then, obviously I've gotten more comfortable because I've gotten more and right. I have one on my forearm. Which you can't hide that out up unless you're putting up a sleeve or a lotion on it. And right. I now work at a place where I don't have to do that at all ever. So woo. Um very nice. Yes, very, very nice. <laughs> I don't have a knife collection on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> so not that yet. I'm just kidding. No, I, I'm not gonna get a knife collection. I'm no. sorry. Probably the best. That, that, that's up to you all getting knife collections. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that's not, fine. I'm, I'm not gonna do that. But so in, in that regard, I'm glad to see the church modernizing in that regard, at least locally here. You know, worldwide, you still have churches that are very, <gasps> how would you ever do that type deal? Right. Well, I, I mean, yeah, going back to what you were saying earlier, it's, you really have to, whatever the issue may be, and granted, I mean, gosh, there's like a never-ending list of what issues could be, I guess. But it's like, yeah, obviously going to the Bible about it, seeing what it has to say about whatever it is maybe mm-hmm. going on um because i yeah again i just feel like preferences and like stuff like that have become a big i don't know just like pretty much is like a make it or break it for a church like once the whole preference thing starts becoming too important in how the church is run well that, that you also have to imagine this and this is kind of where i think of this mm-hmm. if preferences become like one of the major running things on it then you might be run, dealing with the church that is more law than grace. Right. And when I look at it also, like, under the preferences section, I'll break this down for me. Under preferences, you know, kind of like it's, is it distracting from worship of God? If it isn't, then 
don't care. See, that, I mean, that'll also change, yeah, from person to person. On what well, is, that, that's what yeah. I said. It's in the oh, preferences yeah, okay, section. Yeah, in the yeah, preferences yeah. section. Yeah. You know, is it distracting? When I say distracting, I'm saying, I'm not saying loud, flashy colors like Josh likes to wear. I'm not saying a guy peacocking to attract a potential <laughs> mate when he was single. I'm saying, nice. <laughs> you know, a guy with, uh, you know, big expletive words, you know, stuff like that that's very distracting from worship. Or maybe while we're singing a hymn, the guy who's headbanging in the front row. <laughs> that would be me. You know, Sorry. Th- that would kind of be like, or again, me as a preference, I'd be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I remember, I remember um, one of the gals that used to sing here at the church. Um, I remember she got some backlash from someone from how she just held her microphone while singing on the worship team. Oh, yeah. I was just like, wow. <laughs> yep. It's, it's crazy how like, how picky some people get about things is kind of funny. Well, hey, when we couldn't have acoustic drums, but electric drums were fine. Yeah, that is kind of funny. That's setting the bar on what we're (laughs) getting ready to expect, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The church is a finicky, a finicky, almost said it, a finicky, very finicky person. Yeah. You know, um, and at times we are our own worst enemies. And we we're, we care more about what the person looks like than who the person is, mm-hmm. and we care and only love for uh, certain people as long as they're wearing the right things or say the right things or do the right things. And we forget that we come from a line of people who are sinful, and we forget that you know what we need forgiveness just as much as the next person. And just because we say that we are saved and we profess Christ as our Savior, doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't. Oh. Doesn't mean yeah. that we're we got everything together. Yeah, that um, going off of like forgiveness stuff. Um, go, going right back to good old Alistair. One of the things he's talking about, like you know, just like also a good like determining factor of you know a Christian is you know that's a forgiven Christian is how they forgive others. Mm-hmm. Um, because then he brought up this uh thing of where this one man wasn't debt crazy amount and he was forgiven of his debt and then when he had a situation where someone owed him a significantly less amount yep you know exactly what i'm talking about. he was busting their jobs like you gotta give me this money kind of thing and he just it's like you were forgiven for so much and now you won't forgive a fellow person a much smaller debt kind of thing and it's like that is also a very uh Big thing to note on people, you know, being a true Christian, I guess, too, is how you forgive others and how you go about that. And granted, another thing is it's we're all always all learning throughout, you know, our life kind of thing. And um, like listening to some pastors, and I've, I've like, I guess, kind of like brought stuff to my dad and whatnot for like sermons like and whatnot from other pastors and just to kind of get his viewpoint on some of the stuff that they say. But one thing when I was listening to a pastor and he was talking about like so far in his journey, this is what he's learned as a Christian. Granted, mm-hmm. he'll probably still, well, I mean, we'll probably, we'll all have something probably wrong to some point. I mean, again, yeah, like we're always learning. Saying so at this point, this is what he's learned. Does he still have a lot more to learn? Well, absolutely. We all do. 
Yep. So the learning never ends until we were then gone here and then we're in heaven. Then that's pretty much probably I'd imagine the time where if we wanted to know everything, we can figure things out because we have God to talk to. <laughs> yeah, but there's probably still a lot of stuff that'll be like yeah, uh-huh. just a mystery. But and at that point, we won't care though, anyways, because freaking paradise. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> And then at that point, preferences on things like clothes and tattoos and hair and facial hair and piercings and music and walking style and breathing style <laughs> and how you hold your microphone and acoustic drum versus electric drum and acoustic guitar versus electric guitar, organ versus piano versus bass versus a keyboard versus flat screen versus tube TV versus, you know, all those preferences things yeah. just go out the window. Yeah, it's the thing of the past. It's no longer a it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, I, I love seeing Aaron's face as I continue down that list of preferences. He's like, he's like a confused dog seeing like five treats in a row. Like, which one do I go for first? Which one do I go for first? It never ends. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I, goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, Aaron, do you have any final words that you want to say to wrap this up? Nah. Josh, do you have any more knuckles you want to crack before we wrap up? Thank you. (laughs) Josh, do you have anything you want to say before we wrap this up? Nah. Into the microphone, please. Nah, I just need Aaron (laughs) to crack my back. We got to get this boy some juice. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, I think that was a decent conversation, good conversation. Uh, Check us out on our website, useyourwords.cc. Yeah. Yep. Uh, check us on Twitter, Facebook. Trying to get a little more active there. Aaron will eventually finish editing his video. For uh, have you come up with a name for your Wednesday episode I, stuff? I I really do like the Bible Belt. The Bible Belt. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I do like that. Yeah. That was that was super good. The Bible Belt. The Bible Belt. Yeah. Not not belt. We'll explain to Josh off air. Um, all right, cool. So Bible Belt, uh, we're going to try to get some stuff edited up here soon for that. So hopefully you'll see that in the rotation coming monthly starting soon. And then if Aaron ever gets his act together and get, get over laughing at himself as he watches his own video <laughs> and hears his own audio, maybe, maybe he'll want to jump it up to more than once a month. We'll see. Right. Never know. And um, yeah, so... Check us out there. Leave us a review on iTunes or any other place that you like to leave us reviews for. We are now available on Amazon Music as well. Uh, we are, a, oh, geez. I just added us to a bunch of new directories as well. Oh, so whew, it's been a busy month, let me tell you, on the back end <laughs> administration side. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, we got on a platform in India as well, apparently. What? So. We'll see what happens with that. <laughs> um, Sick. We're on Audible's podcast platform now. So, yeah, we're just craziness all around. But, yeah, leave us a review. Send us an email. Uh, and make sure to tell Josh how colorful and holy his shirt is. <laughs>